Welcome to Why Gifts Matter from the Core Gift Institute, a series of conversations spanning helping professions, spiritual traditions, and community encouragers who believe that knowing your gifts and giving them is an essential part of living a full life and creating healthy communities. Find out more about us at www.coregift.org. This is Bruce Anderson from the Core Gift Institute. This morning, I'm talking with Joanna Archangel, who lives in Los Angeles. She describes herself as a, as a mother, as a writer, as a disability advocate, and has a long history of circling in and out of the world of core gifts um, to promote um, the idea that everyone is gifted, even people who are in the midst of large struggles in their life. I describe her as a deeply reflective person who has the ability to bring deeply held ideas to the surface in practical action in her daily life. She currently works for a mental health recovery organization in LA that's known for its innovative approaches to support. And she has the job title of an opportunity specialist, which fits her perfectly. So let's get on with our conversation with Joanna. It's so great to see you. You too. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Just doing fine. Well, I was, I was, um, I was intrigued to talk to you because I got the email from you and you said you were doing the uh, presentation with some national um, group. And, um, and you said you mentioned your core gift and then you said that it, it had had an influence on your recovery. So I'm always curious when people uh, just say that, and I want to know, I want to know how. So that's really why I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to, to um, you to remind me, you know, after thousands of interviews, I can't remember every person's gift. I feel bad about that sometimes, but I just can't. I wanted you to remind me about your gift and then just talk a little bit about when you remember doing it and, and, and why it impacted you, what, what difference it made. Sure, thank you, Bruce. Um, so my core gift is helping people find the courage to navigate their world. And I give it by helping them feel valued for who they are, express themselves from a space of authenticity and connect with others to build community. Wow, that's beautiful. That was a long time ago too, wasn't it? Thank you. Actually, it was last year. This was my second run. Oh, your second um, one. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. my first one, um, it was quite helpful because my first one was done by somebody who was receiving um, their core gift discovery certification. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So my first one centered towards more of bringing people together to find common ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see because during that interview, I was in a workplace setting. Ah, this was 2017. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. was, you know, it was fairly similar the whole entire statement. However, mm-hmm. this time around last year, I decided to go for it as an individual. So when I took the core gift discovery master mm-hmm. um, facilitator mm-hmm. training, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it led more towards this path, and it, it was really interesting to see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you think? I wonder sometimes. Um, it's in this, it's on the same kind of general path, but the second one is more individual and the first one was more group oriented. I'm wondering if that, 
has something to do with your own growth too. I believe so. I think that, you know, I was following the vein of like uh, the work of Viktor Frankl, Michael Mead, mm -hmm. um, and of course the Core Gift Institute. And I was struggling at first because of, I didn't have a sense, a full sense of who I was. And a lot of the time, you know, in our cultures, um, in society, we see ourselves through the hats we wear, mm -hmm. not necessarily mm -hmm. what's inside of us and the gifts we have. So at that time, I was a manager, a supervisor in a leadership role. And I kind of took on that, you know, wearing that hat and kind of shooting on myself. And this <laughs> is what I should be doing and um, shitting on others, um, you know, and taking time off like after COVID and everything really helped me um, work on the shadow side of my gifts. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I was able to center and ask myself the questions, what did I enjoy most? What gave me life um, in my work? And it was actually working with people, whether that's like um, a person I was supervising or a person I was um, supporting who was mm -hmm. in crisis. And that meant a lot to me because it was tied to inner wounds, you know, as a child and throughout my recovery, um, mm. making meaning of that, you know, that resonated with me and now finding like roles that resonate more with my gifts. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about what you mean about making meaning. You mentioned wounds a few, childhood wounds a few times. So what, what, how has your gift brought um, understanding to you? When you say it make it's made meaning, how has it helped you? I think it's about like the honor, um, honoring why I have a certain worldview or certain behaviors or thought patterns or just the way I navigate the world and honoring that those were born from, you know, forms of survival, uh, the way that I was brought up and you know, it, it can be quite painful to go through kind of um, like a trial by fire. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, working now in the mental health field, it's really eye-opening to know how to support myself through that um, and have that radical acceptance. Um, and the making meaning part is, you know, it's about the questions and then that's what I love about Core Gift Discovery. It's a series of questions mm -hmm. that is centering the individual, um, mm -hmm. you know, the experience and, and how they create meaning in those um, as they're navigating what's going on and what's important to them and why. Um, mm -hmm. So that for me is about making meaning. So how is, how is um, radical acceptance? I love that term. How's radical acceptance different from, you know, regular old run-of-the-mill acceptance? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we don't do anything norm here. Um, but um, for me, radical acceptance is more, I think, letting go of that fear of what it means to other people, um, even to myself, or those, you know, all those thoughts and questions that come rushing in. Um, when we're judging ourselves or when we're thinking about what path we're supposed to be on that radical acceptance really kind of like um a clearing you know of, of 
it just is. And I think that was a light bulb moment for me because it was so hard to just exist. You know, I had all these kind of aches and pains about growing into becoming a person and, and finding out who I am. But, you know, it's, it's like that letting go of that control and that radical acceptance meant, you know, let, let's, let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the idea that, that gifts and you're talking all around it right now that, that, you know, the, one of the old ideas about gifts is that it isn't that, that humans are broken and trying to get whole. It's that, you know, you, Joanna, are whole right now. And part of your wholeness is your brokenness, that it's, a, it's an integral part of who you are. You don't, you're not trying to get anywhere. I, to me, that's what's so beautiful about the way you're talking about radical acceptance is you totally accept yourself for everything that you are right now. Yeah. It doesn't mean, you know, there aren't things you'd like to change. It doesn't mean, you know, you didn't make seven mistakes today when you look back at everything you did from when you got up in the morning. But radical acceptance is really having a peace around you, you being you, you know. I've struggled with that a good bit in my own life. I just have so many judgments about myself and I should do this and I should do that. And um, so I love that idea that you're, that you're working away at that. You're working away at that. Yeah. Hmm. Are you doing gift interviews with um, any other uh, people along the way in the last bit of time? You know, so what's that been like? Or have you drifted away from doing it with other people for a while? At first, you know, after I took the training, I sat on it for a while, mm-hmm. you know, and then got back into the field, um, got quiet a little bit, you know, before I would fill my days with like busy work. And um, so lately I've been kind of wanting to key in on more those relationships and connections and how to facilitate and foster those um, in spaces where, you know, I walk in. And so I've been doing some in the work that I do, whether it's with people I serve or um, other employees within the organization I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, and lately, I've actually been bringing it up in my advocacy work as a means to sustain um, and support the people who are doing that legwork. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's so important um, in not just the behavioral health field and disability rights um, advocacy work. Um, I think it's essential for everybody, but um, for people who are just, you know, I think somebody's shared is like the overactive helping chain. Um, (laughs) Like I, I think that it's so important to like not lose sight of taking care of our gifts and, and knowing ourselves and rediscovering a lot of that for ourselves and it really brings a lot of joy and fun and light um and so that's kind of where i'm heading and so i hope that um the new connections that i'm making i hope to kind of offer it as you know because i I love doing it Mm -hmm. um it gives me great joy to be able to you know sit down with somebody and kind of get to know them and um whereas in my um 
recovery, I actually struggled to connect with people. So this is not only like a training or a way, but for me, it really fulfills my pool of resiliency. So I want to be sure I understand that. So part of your struggle in recovery was having um, meaningful connections with other people. And so doing the core gift interview with people, what, how come you didn't shy away from that? Because you do develop meaningful connections when you're doing it, but somehow I hear in that you had the courage to invite somebody into that interview process. So what gave you the courage to, to do that when it would have been easier just to kind of self-isolate? I think those that I did connect with along my path, you know, give me a lot of courage and um, the people who do share their gifts with the world. And when they encounter them, I get something out of that. And, um, you know, whether it's like, I want to be similar to that individual or want to carry on a trade or something that I want to emulate with them. Um, I just think that for me, navigating the world was a scary thing growing up. Um, it was like the opposite of what I want for my child now. Um, it's the opposite of what I want for others. So when I see people light up, especially people who are, um, you know, really vulnerable, uh, for instance, unhoused individuals that I come across or people who had rough um, experiences in life, it brings a lot of light to me and it makes my recovery like a different it's like not reframing the history of what I went through but the narrative of it um tell me what you mean by that not reframing the history but the narrative I can't change what's been done or how I've responded or reacted to those experiences in the past but now learning about myself and making connections I can actually again going back to that making meaning um, I get to uh, figure out what that means and I get to co-create something with people um, you know that is born from that in a way Um, and then it also helps people um, my core gift is not just helping people find the courage to navigate the world I specifically said their world because Mm. people do have different extreme states or worldview and it's not up to us to dictate what that looks like so for me it's about helping again people find that um, space of authenticity so they can make those connections so i know you're working with a lot of people in recovery all different kinds of recovery and from substance abuse or or, uh, mental health stuff um, story trauma stories So, and oftentimes one of the things that happens is that people in that story are uh, afraid of other people. They've been hurt by other people. They shy away from other people. You mentioned some of that yourself. Um, How it's, it's, how do you approach people to do a core gift interview? You say, you know, you you want to know the purpose of your life? I can just see people screaming and running the other way. So how do you invite people into it? What what gets them to say, yes, that would be helpful to me now? 
So I, I think you bring up a lot of good points there. And I think it's helpful that I'm still sort of in it. Um, mm -hmm. I still struggle. I, um, I still deal with challenges here and there. And I have to figure out how to kind of make accommodations for myself. Um, mm -hmm. So I think just being able to share like in a skillful way and um, very intentional way that I, I can relate or resonate with what they might be dealing with that helps. Mm -hmm. So having someone like equaling that field of um, just the humanity about it, right? It's not like I'm a, you know, I'm a, that power differential, just leveling it to where we're two human beings um, and I want to get to know you. Um, I want to help support you find your gift or figure out, you know, where this can take you. Um, and it's an invitation, not um, like a task for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's, what's people's uh, response usually to the invitation? Are they eager to do it? Are they kind of trusting you? So they say, okay, I'll give it a try. Or what's generally what's people's response? So I haven't done it like out of the blue. It's more after I've built the rapport. Mm -hmm. So um, I will mention like one specific individual I was working with. Um, she had struggled about her self-confidence and mm -hmm. even applying for a peer support training. I think it was like her third time. And she's like, I don't know if I should do this. Um, and, you know, I said, you know, hey, listen, I have like a part of the training program that they do. It's called the core gift interview. It might give you some insight on what you might encounter. So it's just a little overview of what, you know, you might experience there. Um, and, you know, it, it's nothing we can stop at any time. So she actually felt good in our relationship enough to um, go follow through with it. And after that, I, you know, she actually went through with it and she just graduated. So, and she shares wow. her gifts with, you know, people she encounters. She's been on a panel talking about her recovery. So it's, it's really interesting to see um, what the invitation can lead to. And again, I went from like kind of that shooting persona, mm -hmm. you know, to like just being more open yeah, it seems, I just noticed that anyone I've ever done a gift interview with, my relationship with them is never the same again. It, it really changes the relationship. I can, you know, I talk to them in a different way than I would have before I did an interview. I can, I can kind of, you know, cajole, cajole them into, oh, why don't you give that a try? Where if I hadn't done a gift interview, they just would blow me off. Um, it, it creates this kind of trust, I think, because you're, you see a part of a person that other people don't usually see. And I think people really um, appreciate being seen clearly. You know, it's just not a lot of that going around. You know, I want to share something interesting, too. It's, yeah. It's the part of recovery and especially in trauma. I think it's about the stories, right, that we get stuck in. And that can be also very visceral in our bodies and, and in our mind and in the way we see the world. And I noticed that as I'm getting to know the gifts in myself, when I'm replaying those stories, 
yes, it doesn't change the events, but even in work and relationships and where, you know, I was really resentful or, you know, angry about something shifting that it's not necessarily like I'm allowing it to happen to me or allowing injustice, but it's more about, you know, I get to have, I get to feel empowered. So it, it's been helpful too, kind of reframing those work spaces that didn't work out for me um, for whatever reason, or that I might harbor, you know, resentment because of, you know, things weren't the way they were supposed to be, um, you know, in my eyes. So it really, you do really open yourself up to really that, that I've struggled with doing that before, you know, because of that control factor. Mm-hmm. But now it's really about, you know, well, why can't it just be another person maybe struggling through their own thing? Mm-hmm. And I was a part of that piece and I saw it and, you know, it, I can let go more. So yeah. I just wanted to like, thank yeah. you and the Core Gift Institute because like, felt like removing like a piece of that was really stuck there in that story. Mm-hmm. So it's been super helpful. So do you mean by that some Joanna that when you're, when you're clear about your path, it helps you not to get so enmeshed in other people's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like who knew, right. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I have my path, they have theirs and, you know, I can't even control mine fully. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's, more grad living more in gratitude and appreciation and um of just letting things be again that radical acceptance um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and i can only affect be effective um and be a change where i am offering freely um and not you know mm-hmm. this is how it's supposed to be and this is why um well you kind of have the curse if you know if you're if if you know, if, if part of your gift is following your own path, then you have to let go and not assume you know what other people's paths should be. Because your whole thing is about accepting paths, right? Yeah. <laughs> now you have yeah, the curse. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I think that's the shadow side where when I'm not feeling it for myself, mm-hmm. or when I feel like somebody's, you know, threatening me to take it away from me. Mm-hmm. And when I'm feeling lost and can't navigate what's going on or, you know, or finding way out of things or, um, yeah. And I, I like that the core gift is like, it, you find that it gets you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that bit because I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I have a gift for imagination and the, the amount of time I spend you know, thinking my ideas are better than somebody else's or getting stuck in my own life because I don't think to use my imagination. It's the shadow part of it, Joanna, has been the most helpful part to me in my life, you know, seeing where, where I'm stuck, you know, it's where all the growth is. So I love to hear you talk about that, a fellow shadower. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Joanna. Thank you for listening. 
To hear more podcasts, explore our gift library, or learn about our training opportunities, visit us at www.coregift.org.